Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everybody. Good morning. Uh, bear with me. Everything green is trying to kill me at the moment. Um, so, uh, yeah, allergic to trees and uh, everything grass and stuff like that. So hopefully you'll be able to understand the words that I have to say. Um, I won't speak for long. Um, it is the last one of this series. It's, it has been hard. It's not easy listening this stuff, is it? And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I get to, to finish uh, but let's just remind ourselves of, of where we've been. We had, we've had four weeks on Nick's, and um, Nick started us off with uh, speaking about idols and cleaning house, um, and he, he asked, who is in charge? Nick started strong, didn't he? And that wasn't easy to listen to. I uh, listened to it on the podcast, and please use the podcast, because it's, it's really, really good. And I think a quote that Nick said uh, from Tim Keller, anything that absorbs my heart more than God could be an idol, and uh, and that's that's a it brings it home, doesn't it? Um, Sarah then spoke about trusting in idols, um, and uh, that we should be confident in God, and we should cling to God, and uh, and we should also read the Word of God, and uh, that was a, a a great a great preach there from Sarah. And then Helen last week spoke about a sticky heart. Do you remember that? The Velcro, the, the illustration of the Velcro and the things stick to our heart. And they're not always the best things that stick to our heart. And they can make it, they can make it non-sticky. And we need, to, we need to look after our hearts, don't we? Uh, and something Helen said, that Jesus is the only way to get rid of our idols. And so I'm, I've got the, uh, the, the last one, and that is identifying and destroying our idols. Uh, so... Yeah, we're going to do some business this morning, and uh, so we're not um, we're not just sitting on the sidelines here, watching. This is this is where we get to do something with God and uh, and and deal with this stuff. So I'm going to make some space at the end for that to happen. We're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to help us to deal with these with these idols that are in our lives. Um, just try and be vulnerable with me to start with. Um, maybe a show of hands if you think that this, this series has shown you things in your life that I do or something like that that you need to deal with. Yeah. Go on. Let's, yeah, I'm speaking to myself this morning. It's a, it's a privilege to come and speak to you this morning, but the words I have to say are for me as well. And actually preparing this has shown, really highlighted some stuff that I need to deal with as well. So today is a day for dealing with things, for destroying those idols. Um, thank you for being vulnerable with me this morning, and uh, let's, uh, let's see what else God has to say to us this morning. So the first thing about cleaning house, um, I've got uh, an image here, um, fatbergs. We hear about these, don't we, in the sewers in London and all these places. It's not nice, is it? Grubby, makes us feel a little bit sick, what's in there. And I think when we start to, to look at cleaning house, we all know what it's like to clean. Everybody has got houses and uh, we, we have to clean them from time to time, don't we? And, uh, and I've bought some, some things this morning that, uh, that we use for cleaning our house. We don't use it very often, but Laura wanted me to bring that because it's like posh stuff. Um, so, so I had to, had to show that and she said, don't, don't bring the other stuff, but I did. So here's a plunger. We all do a bit of plunging every now and then, don't we? 
and uh, there's some of that spray and that, that famous sound as we walk around spraying that shh, 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 shh everywhere. Uh, bleach, yeah, kills everything. Get the bleach in there, get that into there. And uh, cloths, I've got marigolds here, uh, and a toothbrush. And the toothbrushes are great, aren't they? Don't clean your teeth with these ones. You see, it's all brown on the end there. But we get into those nooks and crannies, don't we? And we get the, get the, get the dirt out of there. And, uh, and, and once we look at things like our bathrooms and our, and our, our, our rooms around our house, we, we, we notice things, don't we? We can we go to the finite detail of, of all the, 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 the dirt and things that are in there. And, and that's what we're talking about is, is, is dealing with that, with that detail, those, those bits that, uh, that aren't, aren't nice and aren't, aren't good. Um, we, uh, we don't clear our house very often and it's a bit of a chore and we sort of look at it and like, okay, maybe we'd better do something. But, but next week, uh, my mother and father-in-law are coming to stay and um, suddenly we've got to start cleaning the house, um, which uh, we've been in there two and a half years and suddenly, because she hasn't been before, we've got to, uh, yeah, Laura's, yeah, maybe uh, time to shut up a bit, Jez, but the... <laughs> Laura said to me, should we get some bunting? And I know it's for the queen, but it also feels like it's a little bit of, because of the arrival of the mother-in-law as well, is the bunting's going up. So, lads, I'm calming down now. I'm shutting my mouth because it's, it's only going to lead to trouble. But, but we do that. We have occasions, don't we? We clean, we clean because we know that people might notice things. And we're probably more about what people notice rather than what is actually, what is actually there and dirty. Why do we clean? Because we don't want... We don't want our houses to smell nasty. We don't want rodents and insects and that sort of thing, do we, to come into our houses. So we clean because we try to get rid of that. We use chemicals and energy to do that. And here's some words that, that probably are words that describe things that aren't clean, grubby, filthy, sloppy, messy, grimy, shabby. These are words, aren't they, that we use. And some of these words have been used to describe some of my DIY around the house occasionally which is unfortunate. I think sloppy was used the other day when I was painting the fence, but fence painting is a special art, and I'm, uh, I'm improving all the time, aren't I, love? Um, and so, yes, but these words, we don't really like these words, do you? They're a bit negative and a bit, bit difficult. And as a Christian, would you want these words put in front of your, your, uh, your name as a Christian? A grubby Christian, a sloppy Christian, messy Shabby, we don't want that, do we? But so many times I wake up in the morning and I think, I'm not great, am I? I'm not really doing this properly. I'm, I'm a bit grubby, I'm a bit sloppy. And, uh, and we, have to, we have to come to terms with that. And I think that's part of this process of, of looking at the idols is to, is to actually acknowledge that, that I'm not a great Christian and, uh, and, and sometimes those words do describe me. So we're going to do something about that this morning. Um, and uh, we're going to read from Two Kings... Um, and if you've got your Bibles, we'll turn to that. But it's also up on the screen there. Um, and uh, we've got those Old Testament stories of, um, of the kings and what they did. Uh, and this is a king that did some good stuff. And this is about Josiah. So if you've got your, your Bibles, we're reading from 2 Kings 23. And um, we're going to read uh, from... Verse 4 to 7, and then we're jumping forward 24 to 25. Okay. So the king, and that's King Josiah, ordered Hilkiah, the high priest, 
the priests next in rank, and the doorkeepers to remove from the temple of the Lord and all the articles made for Baal and Asherah and all the starry hosts. He burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron Valley and took the ashes to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests appointed by the kings of Judah to burn incense on the high places of the towns of Judah and on those around Jerusalem, those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun and the moon, to constellations and to the, all the starry hosts. He took the Asherah poles from the temple of the Lord of Kidron to the Kidron Valley outside Jerusalem and burned it there. He ground it to powder and scattered the dust over the graves of the common people. He also tore down the quarters of the male shrine prostitutes that were in the temple of the Lord, the quarters where women did weave in for Asherah. Furthermore, and this is where we jump 24 to 25. Furthermore, Josiah got rid of the mediums and spiritists, the household gods, the idols, and all the other detestable things seen in Judah and Jerusalem. This he did to fulfill the requirements of the law written in the book that Hilkiah the priest had discovered in the temple of the Lord. Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him, and who turned to the Lord as he did, with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength in accordance with all the law of Moses. So my first point this morning is be more like Josiah. We see these memes, if you know what memes are on social media, be more like Bill or be more like Bob because they do these things and we should be more like them. But this morning, what I want to say is we should be more like Josiah. And there's a few points there, isn't there? Josiah could have been like all the other kings. These kings that went before him, they made all this trouble. If you read the, the Bible, there's all these stories. And as a kid, I remember listening to my mum reading the Bible to us. And, she, and they did horrific, the stuff that the, the, that the kings did, and, and walking to school and thinking, wow, this just like a horror movie, what was going on. Um, but, but Josiah had to make a stand, didn't he? The, the king before him, Manasseh, had left loads of problems. Uh, but Josiah was the king that stood up and said, no, we're going to do something about this. He could, have been, he could have been lazy and just gone, do you know what? It's going to be an easier life if I just do what all the other kings have done and I'll just crack on and, and, and do that. But he didn't. He said, no, we're going to stop doing this. And he started the, the process of getting rid of all these idols. Yeah. Um, the other thing was that Josiah was determined to get rid of the, the idols and live differently. He had that energy, didn't he, that he, that he, that he wanted to, 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 to do this. Um, and uh, so he was determined. Josiah was determined. And we need to be determined about these things in our lives that we're going to sort them out. And Josiah put energy into clearing out the idols. You can see there a picture an artist has drawn. And, uh, and, and he's, he's there... It must have taken a lot of energy to get the, the, the people to do this. They didn't want to get rid of their idols. They felt safe with all these idols that ticked every box. And to be told, well, you're only going to have one God now, must have been very difficult for them to deal with. And they didn't want to do it. But he would have had to get up every day and say, this is what we're going to do. We're, we're getting rid of these idols today. This is how we're going to get rid of them. And all that energy went into doing it. And, and Josiah knew that the word of God was key to that. They'd lost the Bible. How bad is that? They'd lost it. And, and they were the children of Israel, but they just, they just lost the Bible. And, and, uh, and so it, it, it took Helkiah to go and find it and then start to read it. And so he went back to the book all the time. And, uh, and that, 
And that quote there, problems happened when they departed from the book. And isn't that like us, when we don't read the Bible? I, I look and I think, I haven't read the Bible for all week. And, and then I wonder why things are going wrong. I need to be looking into that book, don't I? Just like Josiah, just like he was trying to lead the people to do. Uh, and it was a pattern of Israel. Uh, this was, they, they had this pattern of, of doing this all the time. And we have these patterns, don't we, of, of keep going back to the same sin. And, uh, and we need to break that pattern. And that's what Josiah did. And he was blessed for that. So my second point uh, is really bringing it home about, um, about sin. We need to realize how serious it is. And I think preparing for this series... Uh, I realize that as a society, we, we actually try and water down sin, don't we? We try to say it's, it's okay, don't worry, don't, don't, you know, a, a little sin here, a little sin there, it's not a, it's not a problem. But we have to, if we're going to do this process properly, we need to remind ourselves how bad sin is and, and, and what God says about it. Um, and, and the Bible says if we continually sin, we are, we are making ourselves enemies of God. And that is something that as a Christian, I don't want to do. Um, and because I love God so much, why would I want to make myself an enemy of his by, by doing that act again and again and again, that sin? Um, and so, you know, we, we, have to be, we have to be serious about sin and not let the world, let the devil tell us that it's okay to do that. It's, it, nobody will know. Nobody cares. You're not hurting anybody. But we're actually, we're actually spiritually making a massive problem for ourselves. Um, we have to prepare and do this properly. Continu- continually checking and monitoring causes of sin in my life. At work, we have a quality system. I suppose in, in people who, who work in, in business, we have these quality systems, don't we, that, that try to tell us what documents to use to do each operation of, the, of the, the, the business. And that's there to help us so that we don't make mistakes, so that we don't, we don't follow a different procedure. Um, and we have lots of things, because we're a manufacturing company, we have lots of things to try and look at where, where, where we go wrong, where the waste is in the, in the process. So we have lots of improvement. We have Japanese techniques called Kaizen. We're continually looking at ways of improving things. Uh, but do we do that with our lives? We do it at work because we have to, because we know that, that actually by doing that, the business will function better and the business might make more money and we'll actually be able to deliver good, good quality product to our customers. But do we do that in our lives? Do we have, do we have good procedures? Do we have a good background to to what we do every single day are we are we looking at things in our lives where where we can look where that waste is what are we what are we doing wrong and what am I going to do to put that right it's important that we have that we that we do that that process of improving all the time and, and looking at that not just so that we're doing it today and then that'll last us for a few months we do it every single day and we're looking at those things and, and try to continually do that in our lives this isn't easy I am rubbish at this so I, I, you know what I'm trying to do is to just explain the, this this process and, and how we should be be living and it's strange that we do it in business that doesn't really matter does it it's a it's Somebody's making money out of what I'm doing somewhere along the line. But this is us. This is our hearts. And our hearts are God's treasure. 
and, and that's what we're going we're gonna to look at. And, and we need to be, this should be our priority, is, this, is the quality system of our hearts. Uh, and if we read it in Hebrews uh, 10, and I, I use the, the New Living Translation, it really brings home uh, about sin. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who've trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant, which made us holy. And if we were not, and if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God mercy to us. Please remember how bad sin is and how much we need to deal with it in our lives. The third point, and I uh, read in a book. Uh, by John Piper called Don't Waste Your Life. It's a really good book. It's heavy going. You read a chapter every week and it just, uh, it, it just points out how not to waste your life. Uh, and, uh, and, and he speaks about this passage in Daniel. Uh, Daniel 16. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and, uh, and I'll read it. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God who we serve is able to save us and will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, or worse, sorry, but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Now, they were, they, they've asked to bow down to the idol. And if you read that passage in Daniel, you get this daily. That's what they had to do every day. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood up every day and said, we are not going to do that. And, and that, that, that in that world must have been a very difficult thing to do because they were going to be they would be killed as a result. And we don't think about things like that, do we? We don't think that if I do this, I will be killed. Uh, and so, you know, the, the level of, of faith and understanding of those guys must have been amazing. But this point here, John Piper talks about it in his book, this, these words here, but even if he doesn't, they were taking that risk. They didn't really know whether God would actually rescue from that. So by, by, by saying this to the king, they were, they were taking that risk that was uh, that actually we acknowledged that we could be killed here in a not very nice way. And, and so, so I think there's an idol of, of safety and security. And I think definitely for me, I want to surround myself with safety and security all the time. And I think we need to acknowledge that uh, in our society because society puts pressure on us to have big salaries, to have comfort, to have a pension. Um, and actually, we serve God and we have eternal life. And so those things aren't so important as society tells us. And therefore, we should take risks and we should do things that Jesus wants us to do. And I think as Christians, sometimes we, we can build up all this cotton wool around us and think that that's okay. But actually, 
What, are we, what, what is that stopping us from doing? And I think God shows us things that, uh, that he wants us to do, but I think we, we close our eyes to that. We've been helping some people move furniture this week, and, um, and it's amazing how God gives opportunities for us to do things, and then he puts people in the right place at the right time for things to happen. We moved, uh, the council rang me and a, and a lady who had to move quickly out of her home into another home with three kids, had nothing at all, and they'd found a, a sofa for her and asked if we could move a sofa for her. So I hired a van, picked Laura up from work, went to get this sofa, and it wasn't just a sofa, it was a three-piece suite and it was leather. And I was like, Laura, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to try and make, move this. So... As everybody's moved house, you know how difficult these things are. And we managed amazingly to lift this three-piece suite into the back of the van, drive it to this lady's house, and, and put it in place in there. <laughs> but... Um, she'd got three kids and Laura read the five-year-old boy story. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if you heard that. Sorry. Um, yeah, Laura was there to read that boy's story for bed that night. And, and that's why Laura was there. She knew she didn't want to move the sofa. <laughs> Sorry. And then, uh, uh, I don't make it easy for myself, do I? And then we, we moved another guy who's homeless into, a, uh, into some shelter. And I was looking for people to help me lift a load of more stuff. And Laura couldn't do it. So. And uh, Yuri from West, he gave me a hand. Um. And the guy we moved was moving into Sankey Manor, uh, like sheltered housing. And um, Yuri picked him up for church this morning. There were other people along the line that couldn't, couldn't make it. But God, God put Yuri there to do that. And, and God does that, doesn't he? He puts stuff. And we need to open our hearts to what God wants us to do. Um, and that's why, why we need to put ourselves in those places and to make ourselves available. And God, God makes those things happen. And, um, and so, so it's important that we don't serve other gods because our God is amazing. So I think now we'll, we'll have a look at how we, can, how we can deal with these in our hearts. Like I said, our hearts are, are God's treasure and we need, to, we need to clear it out. We need to cleanse and we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Um, so I'm going to read now um, a, a passage from Colossians, from the message. Um, and uh, Phoebe's just going to come up and pay, play some, some keys in the background. And this gives us an opportunity to 
Three things. We need to acknowledge these idols. We need to acknowledge that we need to clean this house. We need to acknowledge uh, that, that we've got stuff that needs dealing with. Secondly, we need to repent for it. Um, and then we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help it help to stop forever. That this won't this this won't continue because because it, it, it you know we uh, it's it's a very precious thing our hearts and we can't let our hearts be be taken by anything else. So if you want to stand, if you want to walk around, if you want to raise your hand, uh, we'll read this together. Uh, I'll, I'll go through it. Um, it's 17 verses from the message, Colossians 3. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Jesus presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ, that's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Our old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. And that means killing off everything connected with that way of death. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like it. Grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. It's because of this kind of thing that God is about to explode in anger. It wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better. But you know better now. So make sure it's all done. All gone for good. Bad temper, irritability, meaningless, profanity, dirty talk. Don't lie to one another. You're done with the old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized, uncouth, slave, and free mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offence. Forgive as quickly and as, and as completely as the Master forgave you, regardless of what else you put on. Wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and do, doing your own thing. Cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of your house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another 
using good common sense and sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Let's pray. Lord God, this has been a bumpy ride. And Father, thank you for showing, putting a light on these things in our lives. Lord, we confess now we've got problems. We've got stuff we need to deal with. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is here to help us. And we open our hearts to you right now. And we ask that you would come in and clean those corners, those parts of us that need a cleaning, Lord. Because it's so important that we don't sin. It's so important that we don't sin continually. Thank you for giving our sins, Lord. Put us in a place where we discipline and we read your word so that we don't sin continually. Father, we ask you to help us tomorrow and the next day because only you can help us with this. Just take it, Lord. Cleanse it because you can. We know that our hearts are your treasure, Lord. You are a perfect God, a great Father. Thank you that we're here today, that we can worship you, we can speak to you. And you've given us this opportunity. Be with us next week as we go. And we would remember these words and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarrington.com.